We live in an interactive world where new social media challenges pop up all the time. Some for enjoyment, some for a good cause, others are just plain dangerous. What if you tried a new challenge? One that could transform your life, community, and the world. What if you spent 40 days studying Jesus' words and applying his teachings to everyday life? All focused on five principles. Being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going like Christ. So what are you waiting for? Let's join together and take the Red Letter Challenge. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be taking some time to reflect on Jesus' words. We're going to be stepping into the Red Letter Challenge. If you've been with us for a while, you might remember last year when we worked through the Being Challenge which focused on particular words of Jesus that led us into a deeper relationship, a deeper discipleship, that is, a student of Jesus' words. And we're going to be doing the same thing this fall as we work through the second half of September and all of October in the Red Letter Challenge. It's called the Red Letter Challenge because in in some Bibles, the, the red print is what was used for Jesus' words in the Gospels. But the question is, why are we spending so much time on Jesus' specific words when the whole Bible is good for our instruction and upbringing? But the reality is, Jesus' words carry a special significance for us because he's God's son. The word of God made flesh, made human being, walked on this earth to instruct his people, to call his chosen people into a renewed relationship with him, into a new uh, reconciled personal relationship where we can speak with our God instead of having to work through representatives. On top of that, all throughout the world, there's these different religions and different ideas and different philosophies. And you talk to any adherent of those belief systems, and many of them will tell you, well, I know that Jesus is one of the good teachers, one of the great minds that has walked on this earth and and shared his teaching that brought about a, a new movement, a new way of thinking in this world. But when we examine Jesus' word specifically, and we take him at his word, we realize that he is making some claims that, that put him above every other philosophy, every other belief system, every other religion out there. So it's important for us to dig into Jesus' words specifically so we know what it was that he taught, what makes him such a good teacher, and why should we believe his words over and above the other things out there in the world. So as we prepare to spend time in that series over the next six weeks after this week, we should spend a little bit of time today hearing from just the first verse and a half of the book of Hebrews to remind us of the importance and value that there is in knowing the very words of Jesus. It says this in Hebrews, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. But now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. You see, the writer of the book of Hebrews is writing a letter to young early Christians convincing, that is, explaining to them why Jesus was the fulfilled and promised Messiah. All these prophecies throughout the Old Testament were were getting God's people ready, the Israelites, the, the Jews, the nation he chose to bring about a Savior. This, All these prophecies were leading up to Jesus Christ. But at the time of Jesus' life and ministry, he was not received well by the people around him. In the book of John, we hear how God's own people, his, his nation, rejected his own son. We hear about how the, the, the light, that is Jesus Christ, came into a dark world, a world held captive by sin. But the darkness, though it tried to overcome that light, was not successful in doing so. And so though Jesus eventually was put to death on the cross, God the Father raised him back to life. And we know that we can trust his words because of that miraculous event. 
And so the writer of the book of Hebrews is imploring, encouraging, begging the Christians, the young, uh, the young Christians, the early church. He's begging these people that are about to cross that line from the, the old covenant, God's people into this new covenant where, where they can call themselves Christians. He's saying, look at these promises. Look at these words of Jesus. Know that you can count on what he has said. And we find ourselves in a similar situation where there's all these different voices and philosophies and belief systems competing for our attention. Who are we supposed to believe? What if there's some really good points being made by the the Buddhist tradition or the Hindu tradition or the New Age movement? What if I just need to listen to listen to the, the energies that I feel around me? And there's legitimacy in these belief systems enough where we can say, wow, those do seem to make some sense to me. But as Christians as the people of God, chosen by God, who uh, we are the light bearers in the world. We have a commitment and an instruction from God to listen to his son's teaching over and above the rest of the voices out there in the world. The book of Proverbs describes wisdom, and we look at wisdom, how it's described in that book of Proverbs, as the embodiment fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The word of God throughout all of the Old Testament scripture, the fear of God, the knowledge of God, the word of God is described as wisdom. And God's people are called to be in constant pursuit of wisdom. The book of Proverbs says, wisdom calls out in the streets. It's making its voice known in the marketplace, but a marketplace is a busy place. There's a lot of competing voices. If you think about uh, walking through the mall, maybe our modern day marketplace, and there's all these storefronts, and there's all these people, and there's all these advertisements. Then you go down to the food court, and you've got all these people trying to hand you samples. All of these voices are, are competing for our attention. And the Bible says that wisdom is there too. Jesus' voice is there too. But the Christian is called to hear his voice. And the wise person, that is the one who follows God's directions, knows to follow that voice. And so we can glean wisdom from the book of Proverbs. We can read the book of Hebrews and hear that encouragement to pursue Jesus' voice. But how do we hear his voice? What are his specific words? What are his specific teachings? And how do we know that those are the things we should cling to rather than all these other competing voices out there in the world trying to get our attention? We turn to Jesus' words in the Gospels. We turn to those red letters. And we know that there we will find the pure teaching of Jesus, the truth that he gives us from his own mouth, from his own mind, God's own son, proclaiming the truth of his love to the world in his own language. And now you and I as his children, as his people, as members of his family, children under God our Father, we have been given his word, specifically right in our hands through this book, the Bible. God's word given to us that we can study and learn what Jesus tells us through the written accounts of his teaching in the Gospels. So will you join us over the course of these next six weeks as we explore what it means to be God's children through the word of his son, Jesus Christ? Will you stick with us over these six weeks as we learn about what it means to be his children based on his own words, the words that came out of his mouth given to his disciples? Those teachings that the disciples took with them, they they recorded them in writing for our own spiritual benefit, but then they taught those truths to their disciples. And their disciples planted churches all over the world And as God used his church to communicate his truth, passing it down through the generations, it finds its way into your ears and mine as we dive into God's word together.
There's a lot of different ideas out there in the world. And the truth is, at the deepest level, those that are not leading us to God our Father are always seeking to elevate ourselves as the chief authority in our lives. And that's really the conflict point. That's why we can't all just simply say, you know, the great teachers of the East and the great teachers of the West and the great teachers of the Middle East and the great teachers of Africa and the belief systems of the Americas, when you go all the way back, they all say the same thing. That is not the case. Because unless they come from Jesus, they are trying to show us that we are able to make it on our own. And the reality is, as broken and fallen people, we need to be instructed by our Creator. Otherwise, we will just naturally reject His teaching. But God was not satisfied with watching us wander in our brokenness. So He sent His Son into the world to establish the relationship we now have with Him, where we can pour out our hearts to Him in prayer, where we can encourage and lift up one another in our spiritual walk where we can hear those commands of Jesus to love our neighbor, to put our trust, fear, and love in, toward God above everything else, and know that though we cannot meet his standard, his forgiveness bridges the gap between sinful human beings like you and me and a perfect God. Jesus Christ, who walked on this earth, who spoke words of truth into our lives, bridges that gap, meets us where we are, and invites us to follow him. Come with us over the next seven weeks as we explore what it means to be challenged by the red letters of Jesus, to be, to be encouraged by the specific and literal words of Jesus Christ.